You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rayner Roberts. This is the year of critical roles. The year of third. January. Hebe breaking up with him wasn't even the worst thing that happened to Ferd that January. It didn't make the list. Hebe saying, I don't think I'm the person you need right now. It was an anticlimax, really. A sentence tacked on to the worst chapter of his life. January was the month that Viola left. January was the month that Jules drifted away. January was the month that Ferd lost his family and his childhood home. January was the month that took his magic from him for a second time. January sucked. February. February also sucked. March. Do you know how many non-magical members of Parliament we have right now in this country? Asks Ferd's tutor in Unreal Integration Studies. No one's hand goes up. There are twelve people in the seminar, and no one knows. Third has done the reading. Two, he says. Both independents, not affiliated with the major parties. Wait, says another student. Really? April. I have to invent some kind of magic that's never been done before to impress my professor says Sage. Sucks to be you, said Ferd. I have to write an essay on magical privilege for a professor who literally winces every time he hears my family name. Sucks to be you, said Sage. Beer? Beer. May. They were snapped by the paps outside the courthouse. Sage flung an arm around Ferd's shoulders. Smile for the cameras. Might get some publicity for the band out of this. Oh, said Ferd. Are you in a band? He doesn't know how to feel. A judge ruled that yes, his parents were shitty enough human beings, that they performed experimental non-consensual magic on not only their son, but also his two best friends. Should he feel traumatised, wounded, vindicated? Right now, all he felt was horrifyingly sober. Tell me the truth, said Sage, as they headed away from the small clutch of reporters and cameras, and hopefully in the direction of a pub. How rich is Nightshade right now? Should I be angling for a, a proposal? I could rock the trophy husband thing. Hate to tell you, said Ferd. He was already horrifyingly rich. If his grandfather ever proves to be mortal, he'll own half the city. Fuck, said Sage. That's distressing. June. Vale. Chauve. They stood awkwardly blinking at each other for a moment in the university bookshop. He broke first. You're back. That's great. How was Paris? Amazing, obviously. With the counter between them, they couldn't exactly hug, and somehow that made it even more awkward. You work here now? Vale said, glancing around. I have like three different student jobs, 
never enough hours in just one. They really cut you off then. Even when he pulled away from his family a year and a half ago and set out to be his own man, he'd still had access to the credit cards. Since January, nothing. Every bridge burnt. So much. So hard. Looking back, I really should have set myself up for pure 100% rejection, but never quite got around to it. That's on brand for you, Vale said, deadpan, and just like that. He had his friend back. July. Would this be your first ink? asked the tattoo artist. Complicated question, actually. Third did his best to explain in a low-key way, but it didn't exactly come out low-key. At least his voice didn't shake as he got the story out. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like entirely on your girlfriend now? Ex-girlfriend. Awkward. So do you want another phoenix this time around? Definitely not. August. Juniper. Text. So, the new season of Vexington just dropped a week early. Third. Come on, Juniper. Aren't sexy costume dramas kind of over now? Juniper. You are my last friend who is an undergrad. Are you really too busy for this? Third. Getting a real job made you mean. Obviously, I'm coming to watch it with you. Just looking for that top hat Jules bought me last year. Juniper. Hilarious how he thought that was a gag gift and not something you would genuinely enjoy. Third. Tough talk from a 21st century witch with a literal bonnet collection. Juniper. So, uh, do you mind if Holly watches it with us? Third. Is Holly secretly into sexy costume drama? Because she made a lot of fun of us last season. Juniper, she has caught up on the first two seasons and is prepared to wear a bonnet for the occasion. Third, holy fuck, are you two together? Juniper, dot, dot, dot. Third, seriously, she can't join in unless she wears the bonnet. Juniper, remember when you first moved in and you were way less geeky? Third, I do not. September. Tasks at a university bookshop that generally require magic for the staff to resolve safely. 1. At the end of every shift, someone has to catch all the flying broomstick textbooks that have escaped the shelves and are hovering somewhere above the staircase. That person can't be Mandrake because of his broomstick allergy. 2. Witch duels always break out in the romance section. Just accept it. 3. The returns policy involves scanning books with an attuned crystal wand to find out if the spells inside have been cast since purchase in any capacity that might be considered criminal. 4. Yes, Deborah, you actually have to be a magic user to operate a crystal wand. 5. No, Deborah, you can't fire a staff member for not being physically able to operate a crystal wand. Tasks at a bar that generally require magic for the staff to resolve safely. 1. Most cocktail ingredients are also potion ingredients, regardless of whether or not they are blended with vodka. 
Two, the ice machine was bought off an ice troll family, and sometimes it casts random freezing spells within a three-metre radius. Three, all of the AV gear for the live musical acts is magical, not technological, so incompatible with almost everything. Thanks for that purchasing choice, Sandra. Tasks at a mobile phone repair help desk that require magic for the staff to resolve safely. One, literally every job involves someone's phone reacting badly with someone's magic. 50% of the time, they're still sparking badly when they arrive and need some kind of emergency magical intervention. Two, no, Gary, a bucket full of salt doesn't solve everything. Three, the break room is locked by password operated hex. October. Hebe, hi. Third, you're here at my workplace. I was just passing. Thought I'd pick up a decorative pumpkin bowl just in time for Halloween. Those are for display only. I could do you a lavender candle that smells like decorative pumpkins. Is that better or worse than a candle that smells like actual pumpkins? Opinions are divided. So, how have you been? Good, excellent, busy. That's right, you must be nearly done with undergrad. How is it all? Political, deeply. I'm doing a lot of political classes. Interesting stuff. Thinking of looking for some kind of internship next year. Oh, that's great. Isn't Juniper in a government job? Yes, but she hates it. Besides, I was kind of hoping for... The other party? Literally any other party. I'd print posters for the Better Snags in Bread party if I thought it might take any votes away from the current government. I thought of volunteering for BSBP, but they're not a very woman-friendly outfit. Really? Total sausage fest. Huh. Can't believe you didn't say it first. I was being cool. Clearly. Do you want to get lunch sometime? That would be nice. November. Seriously, said Ferd. Seriously, said Sage. You just... Oh, yeah. Sage mimed a spell explosion going very, very badly. You're not going to pass honours. The word you're looking for is failed. Massively failed. Failed with extreme prejudice. Beer? Beer. So, uh, where's the magical destroying everything jar now? Top of the fridge. Oh, cool. Good to know. December. It's Sunday night. Late. Ferd can't sleep. He taps lightly on Sage's door, eases it open in case he's interrupting, but no Sage. But Nightshade is sitting up by the light of a small glowing illusion of a butterfly. He has an enchanted mirror resting on his knees, frowning as he reads from it. He looks like a grown-up. Psst, says Ferd, like he's twelve years old. Wanna get wasted? Jules Nightshade blinks, then smiles a surprisingly wicked smile. Well, he says, it is still the weekend. Neither of them have been drinking much lately, so they go down hard. Rum, coke, watching anime while putting on fake British accents. The whole nine yards. 
Vale should be here, mutters Jules, half-focused on the blinking bright colours of the TV. Maybe without the cartoons? I don't feel she'd appreciate the wizard bickies. Jules snickers and whacks him on the arm. Cake wizards. Don't let May hear you say that. Who even are you this year? There's something else wrong with the idea of inviting Vale to join them. Ferd can't quite put his finger on it. Thesis! he shouts suddenly. Thesis night, it's due soon. We should totally do this again when she's all thesis out. He glances around. No more coke for the rum. We should stop drinking? Six pack of Beltane in the fridge. Let's do it. Ferd was definitely not drunk. He could walk on his feet all the way to the kitchen. Where's Sage anyway? It's late. Don't know, sighed Jules. He's been distracted all weekend. Gross. Not by me, I wish. Some uni bullshit, I don't know. Ferd stared at the fridge. It still had the scorched magic mark of his hand on it, just in case he wanted to be reminded of one of the worst days of his life. At this time of night? Don't ask me. He said he was going to the campus to sort some shit out. Don't wait up. He can take care of himself. Have you seen his arms? Yeah, yeah, they're dreamy. Ferd's eyes drag up to the top of the fridge. The innocuous-looking porcelain jar that's been sitting up there for several weeks is missing. Sage is missing. Sage is at the university, sorting things out. Shit, he is way too drunk for this. Nightshade? Yes, Chauvelin, old bean. Don't want to freak you out, but your boyfriend might be doing something really stupid right now. Thanks for listening to Sheet Might Fly. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates. Follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at Sheet Might Fly. Find me on Facebook at TansyRR Books. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. The ebook of The Year of Critical Roles will be released on Patreon sometime in May. See you next week.